Sí. Como la flor. Each week, we'll let you in it. This week, we're doing our first ever Black Girls Travel episode. It's a Latin America edition. Hence why I was saying Selena. Uh, I'm sorry. I just have to say, like, the whole point of the singing intro was for it to be, like, funny. And (laughs) Chelsea is really trying to kickstart her singing career. (laughs) She was just showcase those vocals. So, to all our listeners, I apologize. Um, I was classically trained. But, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but yeah. anyways, so we, this is our first ever Black Girls Travel episode. It's a Latin America edition. Um, and we're your hosts. I'm Chelsea Pinky. Chelsea. Shade. I'm not <laughs> saying my handle. It's like R dot E M dot M D dot. Rems. <laughs> and I'm Glenn at Bedsty Brat. And... To be honest, guys, we plan, and we will, we're going to do a Black Girls Travel episode, but, yo, being a millennial is, it's kind of hard. Like, we're, we're growing up, we're trying to figure shit out, but we don't have to talk about it, we won't get into it. Or we can. Or we can. I mean, let's Shade just say- might be moving, I quit my job, Glenn started a new job, Yeah. we're changing. I essentially just started bawling crying before we recorded this episode, and if any of you listeners know me- I she has no feelings. Hate expressing emotions and feelings. So we were like, what do we do with this episode? Like do we like keep going on as if everything was normal and go into the travel or do we talk about like the trials and tribulations of a millennial? But um we decided that we will just stick to the plan. Yeah, we're going to stick to the plan. But we're going to get into this guys because it's really important um like, I feel like Sizz's 20-something, like, oh. sums up oh my God. all the issues so Seriously. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess since we're moving forward, just but, a little bit on the travel be- series. Right before we move on, yeah. Shade, even if you move to California, Black Girls Texting will continue. We will still keep our business plan as planned, and everything will be fine. And that's the beauty of the group chat which is that it allows us to connect with each other no matter where we no are. No matter where we are. Yeah. Guys, oh my God, I'm going to start crying again. Oh my God, I can't handle Shade with emotions. I'm going to so become awkward. emotional Shade. Just like flip this shit on you guys. You have always been emotional Shade. If you thought that you weren't, no, I'm telling but like you that you have hella emotional, been. just like crying. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay. for it. <laughs> Intro, <laughs> Glenn, tell us about what yeah, Black Yeah, so our Girls travel, travel series related to that. No matter where we are, our group chat connects us. No matter oh, where we are in, in the shit. world. So, you know, we've, you know, as a group, we've traveled the world together. We plan our trips in our group chat. When we're traveling on our own, we turn to our chat to give each other updates and ask for resources. So this travel series is going to, well, this first episode is a part of an ongoing travel series where we'll talk about our experiences and... You put this really well, Shade. The multiplicities of traveling as a black woman. So it's like reflections on different regions we've been to, hookup stories, culture, nightlife, 
how to be a conscious and considerate traveler, studying mm-hmm. abroad, traveling for service. We're going to get into all of it. All and of this it. episode is specifically on our times in Latin America. Yes. So I just got back from Colombia. Um, oh, a little while ago. Yeah. And well, Glenn was in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And um, Chelsea and I were kind of teasing her because we were trying to figure out when we were going to record this episode because our travels were like all coinciding. And I was like, at least I'm in like Latin America with all the cultura. <laughs> oh, and what? I was in Berlin with, with the whoms. <laughs> with the Germans. With all the Ws. <laughs> no shade, no shade. I love my Germans. Just got back from a great German wedding. I'm drinking a rad burger right now from Berlin in honor. So, anywho, guys, um, Colombia was a really awesome experience. So, I was in Barranquilla and Cartagena. It was incredible and I really suggest everyone makes their way there um just a quick side note there's just such a lack of travel amongst Americans like I think we read the statistic like 40% or so of Americans have passports compared to like Canadians and Australians and um people from the UK where it's more in like the 70 percentile Mm -hmm. I hope that's correct that's what BBC said um BBC big black Sock? No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I hate her so that was much. So <laughs> what? Anywho, um, and I feel like that number probably decreases so much when you get to people of color, and that's why we have mm-hmm. such great yeah. like outlets like Travel Noir and a lot of people pushing this hashtag of like black girls travel to, black people travel to. Mm-hmm. And what was so awesome about Colombia and just like understanding the African diaspora as a whole was going there and seeing people that look just like me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we think about Colombia, you know, I immediately go to like Sofia Vergara or Shakira. <sighs> and they are both Colombian, actually both from Barranquilla, look nothing like me, obviously. Like Wait, they're from Barranquilla? Barranquilla? Yeah. yeah, they both are. Yeah. Um, and I was shocked when I landed, and the first thing I saw were people either my complexion or darker, wow. Wow. all speaking Spanish. And it was a really, really incredible experience because I was able to understand like how vast the black community is. And from a cultural perspective, like, we are very unalike, even though it could look like some of these people I was encountering in the streets were, you know, my own relatives. For sure. So, starting in Barranquilla, um, I was going to visit a friend who's teaching there, and that is, like, way less touristy than Cartagena. There is, it's very community, like, you just go down the street, and everyone's kind of, like, selling fruits and snacks, and everyone says, like, Buenos dias, hello, good morning, good afternoon. And I was just like immediately like engulfed in this like culture mm-hmm. of like welcoming you and Were they were you speaking Spanish to them? So I was speaking Spanish to everyone. Okay. So um, they just assumed that you were from there? Yeah. Which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like on the contrary, we'll get into this when I studied abroad in Argentina. As everyone probably knows, it's way more European. So like very I'm white, clearly not Argentinian. And so people were like, I don't know what to speak to this girl. Right, and like, I'm sure when you busted out in Spanish, is. they were very confused. Oh yeah, like but or assumptions were made. Assumptions were definitely made. But wait, real fast, when we do our um, 
travel episode about Asia. Uh-huh. Are you going to speak Kumai? Oh, I can definitely bust. Okay, I can't wait. Okay, <laughs> back to Latino America. Yes. Um, so Barranquilla was like short but sweet. Um, I was only there for a few days and then my friend and I made our way to Cartagena mm. for the weekend. Um, as some of you may know, Will Smith was just there recording a film and I was really Welcome to Miami. Trying to find him. <laughs> <laughs> he was not there. Why? Yo, Chelsea is having outbursts. She has like a lot of little ad libs today and it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm amigos. I'm amigos. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to what you were saying. Um, so I landed in Cartagena. Upset. No. <laughs> Chelsea's fired. So if anyone canceled, if anyone's looking to be the third black girl texting, we have openings. Shoot us an email at blackgirlstexting at gmail.com. Okay, okay, okay. Go. Um, so. Cartagena was a really different experience. I was staying with a friend, so that was great because I wasn't, like, in a hotel or somewhere super, super duper touristy, so that was, like, my one saving grace. But, like, the minute I got there, everyone was looking at me. Still looked like me. There was a lot of people of color, but they were speaking to me in English, like, hello, miss, what would you like to buy? What would you like to do? And, it like, it was just such a totally different vibe. Um still a really beautiful place and I suggest everyone goes there but it's very interesting to see what like heavy tourism does to a community absolutely and one of the things that I really disliked about my experience in Cartagena was the abundance of white American tourists Mm. and I feel like really obnoxious saying that because I too am a tourist like I'm contributing to that whole experience like I'm acting like I'm like oh, I'm so Latin American, but right. at the same time, like, I was going and indulging in, like, five-course meals with wine pairings and, like, doing things she that... Said the, wine pairings. <laughs> doing things that right. the average, like, like, Colombian wouldn't do, like a tourist, and, like, you know, loving that exchange rate. Mm. But I was looking down upon, like, a lot of the bachelor and bachelorette parties that I would see full of, like, white American men and women that... For me, I was just like, ugh, I feel like they are, like, not appreciating this. Like, they're just here to, like, party. And, like, granted, that is, like, a total... Yeah, but they probably weren't being respectful or, like... Okay, this is me judging. Yeah, like, like, assumptions. I'm assuming and I'm being super, like, you know, generalizing. But I always hear American guys, not even necessarily always white, but American men in general... When they talk about places like Colombia or Brazil, they're talking about prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that they can fuck, like, a model for $20. Yeah. So, you know, that aspect of, of the disrespect probably had a lot to do with so, it. Yeah, but I... I oh, sorry no, go to ahead. Off, but I wonder, it sounds like even before considering that, that you have an assumption before you even go to a place that you're going to travel there more consciously. For right. sure, and right. is that is that influenced by your experiences as a traveler or as a some woman. as a black woman? So, yeah. <laughs> I know you guys would love for me to say as a black woman. I think for me, I, I don't didn't expect I don't know it. whatever you'll say <laughs> for you. Well, you know what? I feel like we should pose that question to like all of us here. Sure. But like, I'll preface with saying specifically to my experiences, I love to travel. So I was an international studies major. Um, double major, international studies, language and cultural studies. So, like, I love the cultural aspect of 
everything that I do when I'm traveling. And as much as I love like the touristy bit and I want to like go and enjoy that five course meal, I also want to like eat the street food and talk mm-hmm. to the locals and have like what I deem to be an authentic experience. And that's problematic, some people say. Exactly. Who measures that authenticity? I don't know. But for me, I was just seeing a lot of, like, rowdy Americans, like mm-hmm. like Chelsea said, in the street, like, trying to pick up prostitutes, mm-hmm. hitting the clubs. Like, if I had had more time there, I'm sure I would have seen, like, a very different side of it mm-hmm. had I been able to kind of see, like, party time Cartagena and then, like, more of, like, the everyday vibes Mm -hmm. but um it was like very very interesting then on the contrary of having these like very predominantly like white i'm just gonna keep saying bachelor and bachelorette parties because that's a predominantly like the the people that are going there Mm -hmm. but you also had these like black americans and you could spot them so easily which Mm -hmm. is funny because i was like Maybe they spot us by the way we dress, but, like, oh, my God, how many, like, Nike slides I saw on the guys and, like, the basketball shorts Mm -hmm. and, like, all the other, like, there were tons of other black women there. Mm -hmm. I did not do the nod. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, did you feel the the need to do the nod? Of course you didn't. I didn't. And, like, I almost wanted to separate myself from being American in totality. Mm. Like, um... I, I don't know. I totally have identity crises, as you guys know. I think I'm, like, Chinese and, like, Latin American. <laughs> but I wanted to, like, fully, like, be in there embracing it, like, speaking Spanish. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not one of them. Like, I speak your language. Like, I took the time I'm to, cultured. like, learn this and not just be like, hola, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's no fault to anyone. Like, I'm not saying you can't travel and, like, you have to have, like, studied your Duolingo before you go For to sure. every country. But... I I don't know. I I definitely had this like air of like a a bit of like a chip on my shoulder. For sure. Like, question was it because I get it was like that in Colombia where people are actually brown, mm-hmm. but in a place like Argentina, for example, mm-hmm. where everyone's like blonde hair, blue eyed. Then then how do you identify? Because it's like you can't pretend you're Argentine. Right. Um. I'd say that is when you get into a very like interesting understanding of this diaspora that we have. So when I so I studied abroad in Argentina in 2012 for a semester and when I went there people would assume I was American until I would speak to them in Spanish. And then the first thing they said to me were, "Are you Colombian? Are you Venezuelan?" And I was like, what? You wouldn't, I wouldn't even think people like us lived in Colombia. Exactly. So I had no idea. This was kind of like my first insights to like there being black and brown people in in those countries. And I was just like completely, utterly shocked and started doing like a lot of research just on Africans in general mm-hmm. within Latin America. Um, there actually was an African population like in Argentina a long, long time ago, and they actually were all kind of, like, not killed off in, like, a, like, genocidal manner, but, like, when they 
were going to war, I want to say for, like, the Islas Malvinas, I think that was against Great Britain. Sorry to my Argentines if I'm messing up the history, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. They put a lot of the Africans on the forefront. Mm, front line. Yeah, yeah, on the, mm-hmm. on the front lines of that the battle. America, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, for <laughs> sure. get into it. For sure. They, oh, my gosh. The Tuskegee Airmen mm-hmm. and their busted-ass planes Absolutely, in the front. absolutely. Um, but a lot of their... African population was like dead there and what was so interesting about Argentina was you actually had a lot of Africans in Argentina that were from like Africa Nigeria right. like they like coming over right. as immigrants they hadn't like been there for a while and were they assimilating though were they speaking Spanish no no they they always create their own community communities. they had like their my whole experience. total own, their own enclave right. and I would see them in like certain areas you know they're vendors and like getting at different things and they treated me like you are not like one of us and right. obviously the Argentines were like you are not one of us and then I'm with like white college students that are like you are not one of us right. so um, so re- then you get lumped into I, I went to uh, you went abroad to Argentina but I also went abroad with you you were with us Glenn Mm-mm. that time we went to Argentina and what I kept getting was Puerto Rican, Dominican, Venezuelan, Brazilian prostitute. Mm-hmm. People asked you if you were a prostitute. Not in that way, but you could tell like they were like curious. Like, am I? Can Are you they soliciting? Buy me? Wow. A in lot of the they know a lot of Brazilians are prostitutes. So Everyone actually, thought I was Brazilian. yeah, they would speak to me in Portuguese. Mm. And then if not, and then with Spanish, they were like, "Oh, you're Colombian or Venezuelan," which they also have this kind of like prostitution, wow. um, like stigma. It was very, very interesting navigating all of that. And I'd say because I had already, you know, been at Trinity, been in like these very like white spaces, I was comfortable and okay transitioning. But I cannot imagine someone who like isn't fully used to that going mm-hmm. into that and, and dealing it, it like if you a didn't lot of speak ignorance. Spanish oh my gosh yeah where would you find your place I have and no how did idea. you even really find your place you lived did you live with a host family I lived with a host family oh that's another layer yeah right cause they they're, so this isn't Latin America but it, when I lived in Spain like oh my gosh they were so honest like you start gaining weight Oh, I'm like oh yeah, you're looking a little fat today. Have that like, in Asia damn. as well. Yeah, like, they're so very fun. blunt. Yeah, and I'll just Why say are you just talking to me like that. It, I mean, it's a, a different but similar. When I lived in Cambodia, like we all lived with host families, and I remember being at this uh, like ceremony where we were all being assigned to our families, and you could see the way that the families were responding to the re- the volunteers they were receiving. But the and their reactions that, when they got like a blonde haired blue eyed volunteer oh, versus going apeshit versus for, a black versus girl. a black girl, but even more, it was really it came down to like body size. That would but be the most like crazy response. But that's Asia. So yeah, like it's so like different. okay, I kind of understand. Like it's so different, and physically they look very different from black people. Right. Right. And it's it's not that heterogeneous. It's kind of a homogenous place, kind of right. And in, in meaning that everyone there's similar racial makeup mm-hmm. and they're probably but like when you go to and in size yeah and all, all size and look right mm-hmm. and but then when you go to um and i don't mean that in a bad way because i got torn apart last time when i said that comment and i didn't mean it in a bad way <laughs> i feel so guilty but anyways but in like latin america it's like the people are black mm-hmm. but when they get a host 
a host family member or whatever, exchange student, they would rather a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, sure. too. And they're black people. For so sure. that's a little more confusing to me because I'm like, you want someone who looks like she's a foreign exchange student versus someone who looks like right. your daughter? Because it's like a prize. Because yeah. they want you, they want it to be... And, and it's it feels wrong to say, to assume what they want. But, yeah, I, I would say from my experience when I was living with host families, it was definitely like, look at this foreigner that we have, and it's easy to show them off. Yeah. Because they'll be... The, I mean, I lived in tiny towns, and mm-hmm. they'd be the one family with a foreign exchange student, mm-hmm. and they wanted them to look foreign. Oh, my God, I yeah. Guess. When I was in... um. I remember when I, I mean, Spain is not Latin America, yeah, but, but but they were like, they literally took me to their little small town and they were like, Negrita, Negrita. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, why are they calling me that? That's so crazy. I felt so uncomfortable. Like, that. See, this is what I've been trying to tell you. This is a sensitive subject. This is what I've been trying to See, I got to deal with it from y'all. I got to deal with it from the white people. I am a black woman, even though I'm a little high yellow. Mm. As soon as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, Oops. like swallow it back, <laughs> go that shit back skin. down. Yeah, I mean, well, I think that was funny that when the Africans saw me, they were like, "You're not African," and I was like, "I'm so surprised that you were not readily embraced by the African communities." Because when I lived again back to Asia, but that's where I found my community that's where you found your peoples yeah for sure i mean all i always knew that that we were different but we would have these like open discussions about the differences in me being a black american and then being like directly from the continent yeah having immigrated to these places and it would be like this dope cultural exchange but we at least could identify with like the feeling of being black Mm -hmm. abroad i wonder if it was like Mm. a language thing because like I tried my hardest to, like, speak Spanish as frequently as I could there. So I don't know if that was, like, throwing it off that they were like, oh, maybe you are one of, mm. from one of these other Latin American countries. But, but why think, would that matter? They're both black. Because they are looking at me as though, like, you are black but, like, a Latina, and I am black but African, which... Perhaps- isn't a Latina just a black person? That speaks Spanish. Not always, but like a black Latina, I mean. So like an Afro-Latina. Yeah, an Afro-Latina. What yes, be but difference? culturally it's completely different. And and I and I, this has segued perfectly because I, I would love to start, like, aside from just talking about, like, travel, but, like, traveling as a black person and mm-hmm. colorism and everything mm-hmm. that goes into that. Like, I think, like, an Afro-Latina identity is so different from a black American or even, like, a black... Caribbean in a English speaking place. Like the cultures are vastly different and I think that Question. the experiences are vastly different. What makes a black Latina? Like could I say I'm a black Latina? It, I mean I think it depends on how you choose to identify, but a hundred thousand percent, like no questions asked, like a black person living in Colombia speaking Spanish, growing up there. It's is an Afro-Latina. Like, mm-hmm. they, like there's... Right, right. It's a matter of... It's a race thing. Like, they are a black person... Right. ...that lives in a Latin American country and yeah. speaks Spanish. Exactly. But then, versus... this might be a little bit of a segue, but mm-hmm. then that brings me into something that's a little different, which is being an Afro-Latina in the United States. Like, we're talking about Latin American yes. travel, but being an Afro-Latina in the United States is so complicated, so even these conversations... 
kind of make me cringe a little bit mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, well, guys, hello, I'm technically Afro-Latina and I'm always struggling with the um, ability to identify that and 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 um, possess that and mm-hmm. rock that and be proud of that because it's like, I'm not speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. my name is not Yaselis, and... It's, you're Chelsea <laughs> Rojas, that's... That. Oh, don't tell my government. <laughs> well, it just happens. <laughs> um, but you IRS. Know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like. No, I know. I mean, I was even like, sitting I'm... here looking at you like you're Afro Latina, and right. like, and there's no reason for me to right. uh, no, discredit you, you because I all I know is that I go that. to your home and I see that your mother is Trinidadian, and I can't lie though when I did discover that your last name was what we said, what we will not repeat, which is a Spanish word. Rojas. <laughs> I was like, interesting, like. I just assumed it was sort of like the way that my last name is Pogue, which is some random Gaelic last name, and I don't know, I don't have no Irish fam. Oh, it's so Gaelic. It's Gaelic girl. You definitely have Irish fam, honey. Look at. I mean, I'm yeah. I was gonna say look I'll, at your mom, but no, it's from my dad's side. From your dad, but still, it's from my. It's fine. Everybody get a little tinge of the, the plantation. White. Right. But but you you know I thought it was like one of those ways that you just kind of have these names, but then you shared with me that. You have family that lives in Venezuela. Yeah. And how close that is to Trinidad. Speaking of which, I mean, that brings up a whole other issue in terms of, like, traveling to Latin America. I am dealing with this whole, you know, finding myself and trying to figure out whether or not I can identify as a Latina. I mean, I know I'm black, and I'm not trying to erase that at all. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I do have roots in other places, too. I'm also Caribbean-American, but... Like, is the Latina thing a part of me? And, like, I can't even really travel back to where my family's from in Venezuela. Like, it's going crazy there. And I don't know. That's a whole other aspect of travel. But the thing is, you can be black and Latina. That's the thing. Like, they're not, like, mutually exclusive. And I think that's what's really cool. Like, I hate saying this, but whatever, I'm going to say it. Like, I feel like black people, in a sense, are having a moment not like oh my god being black is cool but like really embracing like who we are like you have the natural hair movement like when i was growing up like people the number one thing they wanted to talk about was like the ways that they were not black and the things that For were sure. not black yeah. i'm them. cherokee right I got Indian and, in my family. Yeah. right exactly and, and now white. people are like very proud i think at least the people i'm associating myself Absolutely. with of of their blackness. And we're looking at blackness in a more diasporic way. Absolutely. Which is, makes room for Afro-Latina identities, Absolutely. which we weren't even recognizing before. Like, we say that, we say that, but there's not one person. Think of, just close your eyes for a moment. There's not one person you can imagine who is accepted equally on both sides. Who? I can think of so many. You As mean, a black Latina? Tell me so I can oh, negate it. I'm sorry. I thought you as meant a, accepted in like well, mainstream as, white world. As and... an Afro-Latina. As an Afro-Latina. Well, okay. That's, Amara La Negra, well, that's what I was going to say. That's what business. Amara La Negra was even speaking on. Was that, that you cannot be a crossover artist. Right. Because people are too confused by your identity as an Afro-Latina. It's very, right? Because I mean, like we were talking about, I think, kind of last week. Was mm-hmm. that like this idea of being a Latina woman when we were talking about like fetishization and stuff yep. there's one picture of what it looks like to, to be, be a latina and it's this like vixen image it's like what sofia vergara it's what j-lo introduced to like the industry when she came out in like what the early 2000s j-lo booty yeah it's all of that um 
So yeah, that's why people. It's like a hard pill to swallow that you're that people are seeing something else when, you know, we were thinking about this earlier. Like when I, you know, I was in Cuba or DR. There's these big presence of Africanness, like the the way that that culture has. They look black. Yeah. African. They are. Even, they are. The yeah. food, the religion, the, the, the practices. The way they dress. Like, so in um, in Colombia, the women who wear the, like, colorful dresses and have the fruit on their head are from this um, town or city. Sorry if I'm miss saying what the area is. Um, called Palenque. And that is, like, how they would dress traditionally. Mm-hmm. I, like, always struggle with, like, this line of, like, what's too touristy? What's okay? What's not? Oh, I feel you. But, like, people, like, wanting to take photos with Mm -hmm. them. Um, But... Are they, like, gorgeous? Can I... Yeah, sorry. You can answer. No, I mean, it's just, like, these women are, like, black. Like, I'm not talking about, like, caramel, like, any tinges of anything being mixed up in there. Like, those women were black black women like you could feel like the africanness of them in a sense just because i think their their dress obviously also like kind of alludes to what the way we see like african garb but like i was like whoa and like Mm. to hear spanish just flying out of their mouths Mm -hmm. was so powerful it was mind-blowing and and it's crazy because we have been constantly spewed this singular image mm-hmm. of what like Latinas look like so to go there and see something different was really really amazing and, and even dif- different but also familiar when I said it's so powerful I think it's so powerful to be able to go to other places and see yourself yourself there. and someone else absolutely it's so beautiful especially like, when you look how va- how how far stretching we are exactly like to a trip to like Nigeria Oh, for sure. And I, I, I almost feel selfish sometimes. Or not selfish, but like, wow, girl, like, you prioritize going to Bali before you prioritize, like, going mm. home, mm-hmm. you know? But I, I'm I, I'm also kind of overwhelmed by a trip to Africa because I feel like that, that requires time. I want to mm. go to stay many for, countries. Yeah, I you want to stay for a minute. Really, like, do it. Like, you, you could know? spend time there for months. Months. Yeah. Even months. if you were to just go to one country, like, you'd want to be there for a, a really decent for sure. amount of time. Yeah. At for least sure. three weeks. So, I just wanted to say that, like, this episode we were kind of, like, throwing out in the air because we were, like, we wanted to make, like, a travel series. Uh-huh. But I love how we're still able to really, like, still bring it back to what's so important to us in this chat, which is just, like, talking through, like, identity and like yeah. understanding and the diaspora like that's what's so great about travel you learn so much about yourself for sure while you're traveling and i think that's what is like my addiction in a way yeah, yeah. glenn and i were talking earlier about like yeah slavery yeah we were. <laughs> yeah but anyways it's just so crazy how we were like i mean how african people were like sprinkled all over the fucking globe like mm-hmm. literally we're everywhere and right. obviously not by choice and therefore that's why there's colorism everywhere i definitely saw like sprinkles like in my head and us just being like dipped all over like yeah. little chocolate sprinkles yeah on vanilla world not even that we were even sprinkled but that we were like <laughs> no. literally the bar of chocolate that was then broken apart and sprinkled no, but, for other but, people to blend even, their, their sprinkles with but not like broken you know? apart like no, but on the lines mean, yeah but like a bar of chocolate with a hammer 
banged on and then dispersed <laughs> in a very and violent way and dispersed and dispersed yeah. all over and, a piece of vanilla and in ways that we were able to bring facets of our culture into other places and then have to like sort of adapt or pull from whatever resources were available when we were brought to those places and the yes. ways that our cultures transformed once they were in those even the food regions, you know i mean how that was left. how our right. food I did not mean to say food. We're all really hungry in here. How our culture <laughs> has been preserved for so right. long. Right. Oh, God. And, like, but, I like... I love being black. But not just preserved. <laughs> like, honestly, like, put up on a pedestal, but in the weirdest way. <sighs> like, at, like, cumbia and, like, salsa. Like, all, like that's African as fuck. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I just want to share just this, this little moment. Like, so I was in the Dominican Republic, uh... About a year ago, actually, one of my homegirls was like, yo, I rented a spot. Just buy your flight. Just come through. That's so cool. And I'm like, all right, bet. Let's go. And I remember when I was telling y'all in the group chat, y'all are roasting me. <laughs> Don't go to DR. Like, you know how you, you, oh, you know, I feel away. I feel away. One of our really good friends is Haitian. And, uh, you know, y'all were encouraging me not to go and support that economy. Can I just mm-hmm. I say, I want to interject and say I have nothing against Dominican people, but I have big issues with the way the DR has treated Haiti and Mm -hmm. from a government perspective and this isn't recent I'm like taking it back to like genocidal days but whatever I'm still salty so please Dominican listeners hit me up let us know how you feel yeah well I mean that was so interesting because I came I entered the trip with that that knowledge and I would bring those conversations up with people that I met there uh Chelsea knows well, everyone knows I had a, a lover with a glass eye. <laughs> not a lover. Was not my lover at all. Say, but yeah. just my homie. Taxi cab yeah, who was like taking us around, like driving us around. Uh, and he he had lived in the Bronx for a while, so we were just vibing on some stuff. Um, and we talked about this identity stuff, and he, he was like, I would never not say I was black. Anybody here who says they're not black is stupid. Which is funny because all the New York Dominican girls that you know be like, I'm not black, mommy. Darker than me. Talking about something. I'm not black. I'm like, then what are you, boo? Not anymore. Uh, not no, anymore. I think, not I think, anymore, but in high school. In I high mean, my when gosh. I used to go to, to get yes. my hair blown out at the at Sisters, I would always be feeling like. Oh, my God. Like, I always felt like I was a burden in their chair. They were like, like you need a like, burn, oh, my mommy. God. I can't do this hair. You need da, da, a burn, da, 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 Right? Yeah. All Which is so interesting. But the, even the, the quick little point I was going to make was that when I was in DR, we went to, it was so interesting to me, like the bodegas. So when we think of the bodegas, it's like a little convenience store in New York, was literally like the turn up. Like you go there, you buy like four jumbo bottles of Presidente and you sit in a seat and they're playing music. And like they're playing music, there's like maracas and congos and shit. And I'm feeling like this natural like urge in my body to move in this way that feels very like um, rhythm. Yeah, it feels very <laughs> I don't know, just a part of my blood, you yeah. know? Like in, in intuitive, I guess yeah, you could say. Yes. And that's how you know that this stuff that this culture, these traditions, this spirit and energy is like coursing through our bodies. That's well, I'm you know actually, I mean? I wanna learn more about that actually. Remember in Dear White People? They were talking about how, like, pain is literally in our blood. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, our emotional things, like, literally biological as well. I believe so. I mean, I believe that, like, trauma is inherited and it so manifests is itself even now. But, yeah, you know, on a lighter note, something like rhythm, which is also a manifestation of feelings and things like that. Like, letting all that shit out yeah. in a sweaty, dark fucking bodega 
in the middle of <laughs> not a sweaty yard. dark bodega. It was, but I so I was thinking about this though. Um, well, to backtrack when when Chelsea and I were talking about slavery, but it was about because I, I recently <laughs> took this, the sprinkles right the sprinkles. I recently took this trip to the south, and I, and I'm working on this piece on it, and a lot of it is about ways that you uh, feel safe and at home while traveling. Mm. Um, and a lot of that for me is about like finding places and people that I can like identify with in mm. a way. And it's right. so you look for the black person in the room. I give nods. Yeah. But I also look for I mean I, I mean it feels beautiful when I go to a place and I'm like I see people that look like me. I mean I find I find my sense of identity and safety in a lot of different ways. Um like like the way I said in Cambodia I identified with this random group of Ghanaian people and those were my peoples, you know? Yeah. Um but I was reading this article on Man Repeller uh by this woman named Natasha Nyanin. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I want to read y'all this opening line because it's beautiful. So she's a Ghanaian writer. Don't make me cry. You know, I'm trying. Let me let me get the, oh the literary God. voice on. With the drama queen. You know, which <laughs> immediately the voice went breathy because, you know, I try to seduce y'all when I'm at the mic. <laughs> Cashews. <laughs> That's literally the word. But I, I love it. Cashews. Who knew it would take traveling to Brazil to learn that the fibrous fruit from which the nut is born which tastes like a subtle pineapple is native to my home country of Ghana, or that the fruit would spin a harmonious thread through food, fashion, and overlapping cultures for me. Wow. How amazing. Very interesting. So that's that, that idea of, like, identity. And then th- somehow, like, some oftentimes how it can be surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is surprising to this writer, that she went to Brazil going to look for fashions and then found that the patterns that people were making outfits out of the prints were those of like her home. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing. That's the power of the diaspora. And yeah. like, while it was obviously something that was like so tragic and awful, slavery, what it produced was so powerful mm. in that it created all these different variations. Yeah, of our blackness. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm. I think the most important thing about traveling as a black person, especially to places where there are other black people is having that connection and like being able to break that barrier of like seeing our similarities mm-hmm. versus the simple differences of us speaking other languages or being from different places. Like it's like more than that because these languages are not ours. Right. Oh God. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> I want to share one last part, and then maybe we can wrap up on this about just like what it means to travel. Also from this this article, uh, someone asked her whether she adapts to places that she travels to, or she makes them adapt to her. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think this is what kind of we were talking about in the beginning about um, what makes you feel maybe that you are maybe not. I don't want to use the word qualified, but like mm. you're, you're entering into a place when you're traveling with a um, with a more. Uh, conscious mind than people that might go just because it's cheaper to to turn up Mm. or something. Right. Uh, But she says, "My, my answer then and now is that I must find a symbiosis of the two extremes. Who I am will not relent because of a change of terrain, but who I am is also allowing my being to be transfigured by the air of a place. And I love this idea of like the air of a place because I think when I touch down in places I want to feel the energy of this place and if the, if there's some black ass energy in there I'm picking up on that shit and you're loving it and I'm loving it 
that's the awesome thing about traveling. Like yeah. you, the minute you touch down mm-hmm. and you like breathe that air, whether it's like straight cold, off the jumbo jet, but straight <laughs> off the jumbo jet, you can. whether it's like cold ass air, hot tropical air, hot dry air, it's like you were like, oh my god, I'm here, and like you're, you're some shit's you, about to go down. Yeah, your body sure. starts like acclimating yes. to everything you're around, and it's like visceral. It's not even like like you, you can't even control it. For sure, it's so so amazing. So as you guys can tell, we are bits of the travel junkie. So <laughs> we're gonna keep this series going, um, and kind of like plop it within everything that we're doing. But we will keep the typical format. So. I don't think we figured out what the segment's going to be called yet. We still are... The debate is still up. Um, what would you do if your son was... <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea loves that. Bitch, I'm dead. I like what would you say. Corny. Why can't it be text vote, I just vote. got? Text I just got. Vote. So we should have a vote. Oh, a vote. Let Let's us put know. a poll on Instagram. For this segment where we receive text and we respond, what should we call it? What would you do if your son was at home? I'm actually kind of partial to that one. I'm shit. I'm low-key partial to that, too. Yay! All right, so there it is! <laughs> Yo, yes. City High just has, like, a place in my heart. It's City High! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, what was the text that we have to answer? All right, guys, so Related I'm... to Latin America. I have this homie. Um, She's living in Ecuador. And this uh, Ecuadorian young man, she's a black woman. This Ecuadorian young man is trying to get at her. And she was open to, like, talking to him because Mm -hmm. she wanted to, like, really practice her Spanish and, like, make a friend. And the first thing I said was, like, careful, girl, because these Latin men be on your ass like white on rice. Mm. Anywho. So she... A bit. So (laughs) she sent me screenshots of their text. Okay. Um, I'm gonna flex my Spanish really quickly, but I will translate. <laughs> that was not my classically trained voice. That was so the first text she gets from this man is Bebe. Quiero que sepas que me encantas. Y te pienso a cada momento un beso. Basically being like Yikes, even I can tell <laughs> some shit is happening in that. But basically being like healing. baby like I just want you to know that, like, I'm really into you, and I think of, like, every moment of kissing you, and she's kind of like, wait, hold on, we just met, I gave you my number just in terms of, like, us getting to know each other, but, like, this is aggressive. So, there are, like, a multitude of texts, but she's basically being like, I don't need, like, a boyfriend, I don't need this from you, I just want to be friends. And this is my favorite text. He goes, Solo quiero conquistar tu corazón. Oh, that's so romantic. What does that mean? Something about the heart. Like, I no. just want to take over your heart. Yeah, like, conquistar, like, is like Okay, conquest. so maybe he just, like, loved her, like, some kind of, like, soul connection. Girl, my friend is like, what the hell do I say to this person? Because I want him to know, like, I am not here for just, like, some hookups and, like, the, like, so in Argentina they call it, like, chamullero, which is, like, the <laughs> the equivalent of, like, a fuck boy, a player. Oh, my God. Like, I know. Y'all all speak Spanish. Goddamn. <laughs> He's, like, a player. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Glenn, take a class. <laughs> but <laughs> what would you do if you, no matter what, like, whether he was, like, a Latin man, a Cambodian man, like, and you meet someone abroad, you want to make a friend, but the person is, like, putting no. it on hard. Mm-hmm. Like, 
How do you respond? I'm single, right? She is single. Okay. Is he handsome? I think she does think he's handsome. Like, she was open to it becoming more if he didn't, like, come on so heavy. Then, let's get it on. No. Oh, baby. <laughs> let's get it on. <laughs> Somebody, a podcast. Someone, it's not an EP. Like I don't understand. I'm really about to record an album. Kanye, if you hear someone, me, please stop her. Chelsea, Jesus, take the wheel. What the fuck would you all reply right, to the text? That's okay. it all the way up. Quiero, if quiero I wanted him to be a friend, corazón. no, bruh. Clearly, no friendship is possible. <laughs> so, so if he was fine, right? I might consider it. Let's say if I was in America, I'd be like, "You're sus as hell." So then now I feel like I have to now reconfigure my Check perception your of this shit. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. In terms of like his approach, like you know, like because you just said there's a, a, a some intense passion or something that's given off, right? A different kind um, of way of moving. He said, "I want to conquer your heart." That's poetic as fuck. fuck. Is this like Gael Garcia Marquez? <laughs> like this is some like beautiful language. You know this, right? Like. But uh, he's questionable author right oh, now. Okay. Oh, yeah, I don't, he is, wait, he is. I don't know what's going on. He had some like little There's like Harvey Weinstein moments. <gasps> probably allegations. Not allegations. Juno. Yeah. I know he's my favorite writer. So I know I'm, I'm pretty bummed. Yeah, I just wrote a children's book. I know. But um, I me I'm terrified of everyone, so I wouldn't answer that. I You're just gonna, Glenn. Every week, you can't say you're going to ignore... I don't entertain people in their shit. You Got lie. It. You be entertaining. If he looked fine... No, I would still feel like he might kill me or something. But that's how I feel about people. I was, like, getting like dicey vibes when he was... Like, basically, when he, like, met her, he was kind of like, oh, like, I've been, <laughs> I've been seeing you around. And, like, in Brooklyn, I feel like that's a no-no. You're like, oh, my God, you know where I live. You're coming oh, to kill me. God, I'm terrified. Yeah, but it's more romantic there. So then what would you do, Chelsea? Yeah, Chelsea, what are you about? Okay, wait, what did he say? He wants to conquer my heart? Yeah. Conquistar tu corazón. Um, I would love him. I'm so romantic. Yeah, if a guy is like, I want to conquer your heart, I feel like that's beautiful. What is scary about that? It's a different culture. That's what we're not understanding. They're not Americans. That's literally how they are. Even in Italy, it was the same sort of romantic. That's how men are there. It's not weird. It's okay. not creepy. Yeah. It's I a different it. culture. And like, come on, we know that. So would you tell them, like, slow it down a bit, or you would just, no. like, jump in? I'm abroad. When I'm abroad, if I'm single especially, like, I'm immersed. I'm not saying I'm... <laughs> I won't say it again. I won't say oh, it again. no. She said, Nobody I'm was immersed. even bringing that up. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Not, oh, okay. you have guilty conscience. Fuck, I don't know how to say talk about that part, but, but the romance and yeah. like, the fun... Yeah. Definitely. I'm definitely interested in that. Like, that's so yeah. fun, you know? You know and, yeah. and seeing things from a different perspective, not for nothing, like the stereotypes of the romantic Latin lover, that's not fake. Like, when we were in Argentina, those men were so, like, rose in their oh teeth. God. Like, Passion? very passionate. Yo, romantic. a lot of passion. I'm feeling it wasn't, fire it wasn't in some, my loins. It wasn't Hold some, the fire. <laughs> it was I'm like, not, bitch, needs to book a flight. It was not some fake shit. Like, they were literally like, ah, guapa, mi amor, in my ear. And I was like, oh okay, God. I guess. Wow. This is, oh, God, I'm stunned. you're so romantic. Wow, I'm stunned. So I'd be into it. Conquistador, mi corazón. <laughs> wow. Well, basically, I told her, like, a mix of what you both said. I was like, 
be cautious of this man because obviously, like, you know, you're easy to spot in a way that, like, you're new to the community. Like, right. everyone in the neighborhood knows one another. So, like, I don't want, you know, the Brooklyn in me is like, don't be out here getting scammed. Don't be out here getting got. But then the, like, yes. romantic in me is also like, oh, my God, like, this is really cute. And it's an awesome way to, like, get to know the city more, get to know the language more. Mm. So I just told her, like, cuidado. I'm skeptical. But it's called love tourism. Do you think, though, that that kind of, res- would he text anyone like that? Or is it because she's an American woman? I think he would text any woman he's attracted to that way. Okay. You don't, yeah, he was, that's right how they are, <coughs> man. Wow. They're romantic. Make your way, book that flight, Google flight. You got any flight credits? No, girl. Send me them over them uh, JetBlue and I them got Spirit you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Pass on me. <sighs> Anyways, do y'all have any black girls doing, oh my God, I have a, okay, you guys start first. I think we all have black girls doing shit this week. We do. You go ahead, girl. Ooh, okay, so I got a black girl doing shit. Her name is Penelope Drumming. Her Instagram handle is Ode to Her Lotus. Hold on. I got to look it up to see if she has any um, dots. I think it's Ode dot to her lotus. Um, This is my homegirl that I was visiting in Colombia, and she's a major inspiration to me because she was working with me at Macy's and was just like, over the corporate, like, just really, mm. really done. And just took the opportunity to go to Colombia and teach. So she teaches in Barranquilla. I met her students and all the people mm. in her life, and it's, like, super, super awesome, super dope. But what's really great about her and what she's doing, um, also check out her blog, um, is she really wants to encourage black people to encounter this diaspora. Mm-hmm travel see people that look like them but she also wants to help people plan trips um around like as you you know understand your ancestry maybe you do like a 23andme or ancestry.com you know i'm from benin um so you know she might do a little trip to benin for me yeah but i think that's dope that's super that dope cool. no i love it i you love know, that i mean don't the get me wrong me scares me i mean okay thing. my ancestry.com was like you're 20 percent benin 11 percent like nigeria my background information to okay the okay 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 aside from that hotel hotel it's like <laughs> we're, i'm just west african no right? for sure for sure but so to be able to go to Are anywhere in West Brooklyn? Africa, come on. All right, okay, okay. I'm sorry. 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 Okay, Af- African queen. <laughs> Wakanda. But I feel like that's so so dope. So you guys definitely check her out. She is a black girl doing shit. I She's love a black this. American girl doing I shit in Latin Wait, so America. Back up. That's amazing. She could coordinate a trip for me to go back to. That's the plan. That I f- I fucking love it. That's the plan. That's incredible. That's amazing. Dope shit. And she's, it. like, trying to really encourage black people to travel. And I feel like that's so good for self-esteem. Like, mm-hmm. seeing where you come from and seeing that, no, they're not huts. Like, they have cities. You know, they right. built shit on their own. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, even being a teacher currently, although I did quit my job, <laughs> but being a teacher, um, literally one of the things I struggle with is how to present information, especially when it comes to, like, social economic status and things that have to do mm-hmm. are correlated with race in a way that won't make my black students feel like they're 
uh, victims mm. or like their history isn't rich and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But still, like we talk about Martin Luther King and like they always say, you know, the black people, the brown, dark skinned people, like they couldn't use the water fountain and they went to school with dirty books and they, <sighs> and you know, and being a black kid in a very white space, like you just always being told that you were just a piece of trash. Not okay, I don't mean that. I, so no, I sorry, get you. But, but you learn but like these stories you were of, so weak of and oppression. Like, versus, you were oppressed and, and yeah. all this stuff. Right. For sure. Forgetting the fact, like, we never get to learn about all the black queens and the shit. The dynasties. Like, we literally have royalty in Africa Absolutely. that still exists. For sure. And we don't know anything about them. Yeah. And going back to this cultural preservation, like, everything that is so valued here is based off of African culture mm-hmm. and like the importance of the diaspora mm-hmm. and people tend to not acknowledge that and we're like looked at as though we're supposed to assimilate but at the same time people are like appropriating culture that is so wrapped up oh, in girl. everything oh, that so we that's do. That's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. You but anyways, um, I have a black girl that I want to shout out just really quick. My cousin, she really talks a lot about what's happening in Venezuela right now. Um, my I'm a Trinidadian, Trini to the bone, but I also have family in Venezuela. And as you probably know, it's not going too well right there. I mean, over there right now. And it's it makes me really sad because what I was talking about earlier about not understanding about whether or not I should identify as a Latina is in part because I've never been to Venezuela, you mm. know? I, like, okay, I know I have people there, but I've never been there. How can I be from there, you know? And I can't go there because it's fucked up right now. Like, there are all these kidnappings. I think you literally can't go there. I think Trump, like, banned Americans from going to Venezuela. I don't know. Oh, no, he banned Venezuelans from coming here. Sorry. I don't know. Oh, yo. My, duh. Yeah, of course. God. My fam- fuck. I just got tight. Sorry. My family in Venezuela went to Trinidad, which is, like, right off the coast of Venezuela. <coughs> and they were in amazement when they went to the grocery store and it was stocked. Right. There were so many Venezuelans in Colombia. Yeah. Like working just like they they're just trying to make it and they yeah. actually um wow. my friend who I was there with was saying like you see all these police in the street and I thought it was just because like you know it's Colombia there still is a lot of like drugs and prostitution and like with all these tourists they're trying to keep them safe but my friend was like no there's this influx of police here because a lot of Venezuelans are coming here mm. and is it that they're also, actually doing wrong or they feel threatened just by their presence I was also gonna say that comes with racism in, in and Absolutely. of itself like when you have to flee your own country then you have people judging you right. and saying you're bringing the crime right. when realistically the crime might have always been there right. but anyways my cousin's um, Instagram handle where you can get a lot more information about this stuff is morelinda04 so that's M-O-R-E-L-I-N-D-A-0-4. And she posts a lot of, like, informational stuff um, about Venezuela and about what's happening there. Glenn, did That's you have so a sh- fly. I'm yeah. Following. I can't she, wait like, to dedicates her, her Instagram to that. That's so dope. Yeah, I'm just two ladies love this. So many black girls doing shit on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows who's my friend that I'm obsessed with vloggers for some reason i love youtube vloggers but i love the way that black people have like claimed their own space on youtube to sort of like create their own narratives outside of like mainstream media like they have their own channels and they just produce whatever representations of themselves they want to produce insecure right that's where it began you know stuff like that so there's a uh, everything yes everything so there's a vlogger that i love her name is 
uh, on YouTube, Monica Style Muse. Yeah, I love her. She's a uh, a make. She does like makeup reviews. I don't even wear makeup, but I watch all her fucking makeup tutorials. <laughs> That's amazing. I love. She like so effort effortlessly like weaves in Spanish in her tutorials, so it's Ooh. fully Spanglish. But she doesn't uh, translate anything, and you're love just entering in it. She, yeah, I love that. She's I love herself, that. She needs and you're no postscript. Exactly. And she did a video not too long ago, just very clearly being like, I'm black and I speak Spanish. I'm an Afro Latina. Like, what's hard about that? Um, she's fantastic. Great energy, great presence. Um, Although you don't have to be, speak Spanish to be Afro Latina. Mm, you don't have to have get to into be. this on the yeah. identity we can, episode. Well, Chelsea. we so you know you don't have to. Well, be. so another lastly, a a, a girl that we Rosario all know. Her name is Nina on Instagram. Her name on Instagram is Nina dot is dot on. She is. I was so uh, impressed. Like I guess surprised by her when I first met her. She's Dominican, um, and she very openly says I'm Afro Latina. Yes. She embraces that fully. Um she has a, a line um where she prints shirts and hats and uh fannies and the words the word across them is morena. Um the product Roll is so fly. Morena I can't do it. Morena Morena, morena. Cute. Morena. Uh, you can you can get some of these uh products at on Instagram at iconic.beast underscore. Really cute stuff. Wow, okay. Amazing. Yes, we love Nina. All right. So, I am Chels Pinky. I just, like, don't want to say my Instagram handle. You need to fucking change that shit. <laughs> it's too it's complicated. Like R. E. How you going to meet people in the club and tell them what your, what, your, what your handle is? I don't need to meet nobody Wait, in the club. Oh, my God. I wish... Sorry, I just grabbed your boob. You I did. wish we had, like, a camera in here, because Glenn is literally holding her beer bottle, like... How you going? I just you bucked going? up OD. How you going? Glenn turned Dominican. Afro Latina. <laughs> as soon as she said Morena and she rolled her R a little bit, there it is. She grabbed the Pacifico mm-hmm. and she was like ready I to go. I am drinking Pacifico. Wow. Dominicana. I just Colombiana. think like before we do any episode about like going out or relationships, we have to do Mary at the club. Okay, okay, okay. All right, this is Glenn at Bedsty Brett. Thanks for listening to us ranting and raving and figuring it out and and Chelseaing. <laughs> Wait, what, guys? And don't forget, Shadi has feelings. She was literally crying. Yeah, don't forget that part. We are but in transition, also, and we'll get into if that. If you can send us any sort of inspiration, because we're all in a transitional period. Like, I know this episode was about traveling, but. More importantly, life is traveling mm-hmm. at a very fast pace. Yeah. And we need help. I never thought I'd ever say I was tired of being on a plane. And I said that. I heard like, you say that earlier and an I couldn't ago. believe it. She texted it earlier and I peeped. I was like, okay. I saw that and I just sort of traveling. brushed it off. I'm like, okay, drama. <laughs> but <laughs> Bitch, I don't catch feelings, I catch flights. That, that was my fucking motto. Oh, they think about I'm the like, cry. I'm about to cry. I was like so concerned. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can handle it. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for spending a whole hour with us. We appreciate you. Uh, Follow Black us. Black Girls Texting. Yeah, at Black Girls Texting on Instagram. Hashtag Black Girls Texting. Okay, you can email us kiss. anything That's at how we'll end it. Gl- oh, oh, Black Girls Texting on Gmail. All right. Besitos. Ciao. Send us your text.